Hello everybody, my name is Lily and I am femme, trans and noir, which means I am a black trans woman, baby. Um, welcome, welcome to my bi-monthly podcast. I think there was another word for that. Whatever. I'm here every other Sunday, so this is the Sunday today. Today, I'm going to approach a topic that's quite sensitive to a lot of people. I'm talking about kids. Having kids or not having them. Stay tuned. Before we get into this, though, I'm going to give you, you know, a couple of updates. It's going to be real quick, I promise. Yesterday, we had a gas leak. Mm, yeah, and uh, the house didn't explode. That's a good thing. But it could have. Mm. So right now there's no heat and I'm just going to have to deal for I don't know how many days. So, yay! Also, I am now on TikTok. Like, I think right after my other podcast two weeks ago, I was like, hmm, you know what? Let me, let me go on TikTok. Like, I had a short video and I was like, yeah, let me, let me just put it on there. And then I did another one, like, real quick. Like, my mother was getting into the kitchen, and I was like, you know, let me take, like, 15 seconds and do this video. And it sort of went viral, and the transphobes came for me. It was an anti-hate video, but they still got it banned. But anyway, I, 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 I learn. I learn. Um, and I will get my revenge i will get them but if you want to join me there it's um i'm ftn pod pretty much everywhere so you go to tiktok and ftn pod you'll find me and you know what i'm gonna stop here with the updates because the month is just not great it's just it's, it's just not that great and um I want it to be over already. I don't know. Anyway, I hope y'all are doing great. Um, let me know. Actually, yes, please do let me know. Um, I do get a couple of messages here and there, you know, but it's not, it's not enough. Like, I want to hear from y'all. Um, and I know, I know, it's slow and steady, right? Is it slow and steady wins the race or something like that? Um... Like we're building the rapport, we are connecting slowly to each other, um, and you know that's fine. But I still want to hear some, you know. I still want to hear a little more. <laughs> I do. So yeah, let me know. Um, send me a couple of messages. Um, don't send me any kind of eggplant picture if you know what I mean. Because those get reported and blocked. That is not cute. I don't even know like why somebody would find that cute or interesting. Ugh. I mean, other than that, message me. If you're a sister, 
message me. I want to hear about you. I want to know what your your concert. Your, I want to know what your concerns are and what you want to talk about. All right, let's move on. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. Did you know that this show is sponsored by me and my Patreon? Yes, yes, baby. Um, if you don't know, Patreon is a space where you can support creators um, with monthly donations. And for me, it starts at $2 a month. Just $2, baby. Um, yeah, just $2 for me is a bottle of water. You can, you know, upgrade and get me a cup of tea. Or you can get me, I don't know, like a bottle of rosé. That's a little more exclusive. But it's possible. <laughs> but what's in it for you, right? Well, the first thing is, you support me. Um, you get the satisfaction of being part of my community in that way, right? Um, you really make it possible for me to do this um, without having to worry too much, right? That's that's the number one thing. And I know that's still, like, for me, not really for you. But, yeah, I mean, a little bit. But you get a little more access, right? get to vote on topics um and depending on the level like you're gonna have to go and see like check out check, girl oh boy are they them sis bro um sibling go check out um my patreon account so it's patreon.com slash ftn pod and you'll see the different tiers and what every tier you know gives you access to so yeah, go ahead. And like I said, $2 a month. That's that's where it starts. Thank you so much. So about the topic. Um, on International Women's Day of all days, I was having a discussion with my good friend, Vidami, and other women. And uh, the title was what makes you a woman? So I was expecting all the transphobes to show up and I was ready. I was ready. But they didn't show up, strangely enough. Um, instead, some trans women were attracted to the conversation. Not just trans women, cis women as well. Um, and... It was a really good conversation. Um, it got quite vulnerable. Um, one of the women, um, a cis woman, who was a, already a mother of two, um, shared her experience with um, reproductive health and the difficulties um, of getting pregnant again and how that affected her. Um, that was powerful because it was, it felt like a universal experience, like an experience of womanhood. And I know I personally um, connected with the story and, and I know at least another trans woman who was present there 
um, could connect um, with the story. So that was um, that was fascinating just to see the the ways in which we experience womanhood in our little you know in our little corners of the world in our little own personal spaces without talking about it and yet experience the same feelings and when we finally do talk about you know all of that stuff we realize that hey like i'm not crazy um i'm not alone and um other women cis or trans also go through these feelings they may we may not all have um we may not all experience the the same things like because our biology is different right so we're not going through the same things um physically um so it's it's not exactly the same story but it's the way we feel about those stories. It's the way we um, feel about ourselves. That is just so, so close. When we talk about womanhood, um, transphobes like to pretend or talk about us as if we were not aware of the reality of our own biology as trans women. Um, so you get the, the, you know, the typical argument is you're not a woman, you can't have a period. You're not a woman, you can't um, carry a baby. You're not, and you know, you don't have a, 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 a uterus. Um, you know, all that stuff, all that biological stuff that is so um reductive and because they, they they do reduce women to their biological quote-unquote purpose because <laughs> that's what they believe a woman is for um and not only is it um stupid i mean i just i find it stupid but they do exclude a whole lot of women from womanhood at that point. Like it's not uncommon to hear a woman talk about the challenges she faces in her journey um, as a new mother or um, someone who desires to be to become a parent. Um, it's not rare. So the bioessentialist definition of woman does not make room for them because people want to be transphobic so hard they will you know hurt other people in the process gladly and because it's a gotcha thing where people are trying to um just be hurtful um Sometimes they're like, yeah, but I can have a kid. You can't. Ha ha. And sometimes it's like, bitch, like, I'm not interested. <laughs> I'm not really interested um, in that experience. And 
Not all women are interested in that experience. That is not true. Do I want to tell y'all about my experience? Let's do it. At first, um, I made peace with the idea of not having kids. I was quite young when I decided, you know, um, it's, it's not for me. It's not in the cards for me. And then I partnered, um, and it's something we discussed and suddenly became a possibility. And I was like, hmm, it would be kind of nice. It would be, um, yeah, it would be something I want to experience, to experience. I remember at night, like, watching my partner sleep and be like, hmm. like, this belly of mine is like wasted space. It's, it's so sad that I can't have a kid with this man. Like, he and I are doing good. Um, we, like the vibe is nice. And, you know, we, we, we're in the good age bracket, right? Um, we should be thinking about this. Like other people would be thinking about that. And I was like, damn, you know, this empty space, useless space, um, like wasteland is here, like taking up space but being empty, right? And um, that was a, um, that was a strange feeling because I, it's not like, I wanna say it's not like I was completely like depressed about it. The hardest part was the frustration, the inability to do anything about it. Yeah, that, that was tough. And, um, it went away quite quickly um, or something that heavy, I mean, um, I don't think it lasted a year, um, like it did not like torment me, um, not, not that way, not that specific way. Um, there's something else, but I'm going to have to reserve that, you know, later maybe for patrons because i don't necessarily want to have things out there forever um just like that in the open so i'm gonna reserve some of that um for a chat with the patrons but yeah it is a frustration that i have experienced and what i heard from other trans women who also wanted to be to become mothers is this strange, this feeling of having a, of harboring a wasteland inside of them. That feeling is familiar. When I had that thought, I was like, girl, you're crazy. It, it's not, it's not making sense. But, and then hearing someone else say it too, 
like, oh, okay. So if I felt it, if you felt it, I'm sure like plenty of the girls did. <laughs> and we're just not talking about that. We're just not having those conversations. Um, and we should be having those conversations. I think that would be very interesting because no one should actually um, be sitting in that on their own. Yeah, we should actually have these discussions. And I'm open to that. If y'all want to do this, let's do it. So that feeling of, you know, an empty womb, a useless womb, no womb, <laughs> um, I think is related to a certain perception of what womanhood is. And yeah, the expectations around womanhood, that means um, producing, um, carrying, giving life, giving birth, etc. And that is very bioessentialist. Um, so that feeling I had of, uh, you know, that useless space, whatever, um, it went away. But the feeling, the desire to become a mother, that sort of stayed. And when I say sort of, I mean, it did stay. And up to right now, sometimes, I mean, I, I still think about it. And, um, like, I don't necessarily need to have a kid that is, quote unquote, my blood, um, that comes from me, that I've carried or whatever, because it sounds ridiculous to me today, um, not because I'm a trans woman, but because, um, like, the necessity to, like, carry your genes or whatever, it's it it mm, I don't know I don't know I, I don't know where I am I'm, I mean I'm, I have to be honest I don't know where I stand um on that topic but the, the ridiculous part is the necessity to be the one carrying and um you know this idea of producing life and the divine feminine and you know all that stuff um not that I don't believe in the that's another story, y'all. It's a completely other story, but it's a bioessentialism that is um, an issue to me and that is ridiculous. So I have found myself um, in years past um, looking into adoption and um, even surrogacy. I mean, I've thought about like all sorts of things and um yeah it's just it just hasn't happened but that feeling is there right it's still um it's still there somewhere and here is what i found because to me the um i need to live i need to exist in reality and not in perhaps and maybes and um like I don't it, it's not for me that's not for me um if something is is not possible then I need to push out push it out of my of my mind 
push it out of my of my life if it's um because if there is still a possibility then i will do everything i can within reason of course but i will do anything i can to um get to that thing that is possible so i'd rather just push it away so what i've done is this is a vulnerable moment and i really don't want to tell y'all my business but i will tell y'all a little bit of my business do you know these ai portraits things where you enter your picture and your partner's picture and then they generate a picture of what your kids could be looking like i did that and um i got a couple of pictures of children who are my babies and who are just no longer in this world that's that's the way i i um treat these and um, sometimes I look at them and, you know, like some parents do when they've lost a child and they imagine, you know, um, oh, what would they be doing? What would they look like? Uh, would they be going to college? Um, do we, we would be fighting about who um, will, I don't know do the dishes, whatever. Um, so sometimes I do that and that actually helps um, accept the fact that, hey, no, there is no adoption. There is no surrogacy. There is none of that stuff. It's not happening. So yeah, that's, um, to anyone who would like to um, to try that, I would uh, absolutely recommend it. But that's, I insist, it's really a way of not replacing a kid. Because, I mean, I still have my mind, right? I'm still sane. Um, it's a way of um, accepting that there is no kid. And that is not going to happen. And that's what I choose to do. You don't have to do that. Um, if you find that it's morbid or um, or simply discouraging. Like, no, you want to still dream and still um, hope that one day you will have um, children of your own. Then do not do it. Um, do what works for you. This is what works for me because I choose to accept um, that this is not going to happen. You know what? I have to be honest about something else too. Sometimes I'm glad that I don't have kids. Yeah, I really am. Um, you know how, well... I'll talk about me. I'm glad that I'm trans because it gave me an experience that I could not have. It could not have had any other way. Like the way I approach gender, 
and some social issues. Like if I had been born like in the same place in the Caribbean, in the same family, I would have had some type of education in um, on certain social issues, but definitely not about transness and gender and feminism. Not that way. Definitely not that way. Um, see how I can enjoy that, even though um, being trans is not easy, even though it comes with it comes with dangers, etc. Like you know, like just that way. I'm also glad sometimes that I don't have children, because I've thought many times about okay. What does that mean for a kid? And how, like, am I making things easier for them? Am I, how am I helping them? I'm pretty sure that just as I benefited from my transness, they could benefit too, because I would be then giving them some some information, I would be educating them and giving them new perspectives, well, new compared to um, maybe their classmates or whatever. Um, that may help them, but also, you know, being the son or the daughter of the trans woman over there, like, does that really, I don't know, I don't know. And I know that this is leading us straight into respectability politics and desirability politics too. Like, can I be stealth? Um, like, you know, that that comes also into um, consideration. Um, like, do am I the, the right kind of trans person? Like, am I not too visible? And am I desirable? Like all of that stuff, right? Um, that comes into play. But then also, now I am more mature. And it feels nice to be able to up and leave, right? And be like, mm, you know what? Let me be a, a grown-ass teenager. <laughs> let, me a grown let me be a grown-ass adolescent. And... And if I have a little bit of coin, like, let me go somewhere for a weekend and not worry about kids. Like sometimes worrying about a man is already too much. <laughs> so yeah, um, sometimes I'm like, you know, I don't even want a dog because I can't just go if I have a dog. I can't just leave them like somebody has to take care of them i don't know this is a completely different level of the discussion and uh but it does count as well it does it simply does <laughs> okay so you already know um i don't want to ramble I do a lot of talking <laughs> and it's late. I am tired. I did not sleep that much last night and I have to be up early again tomorrow. Mm, 
and I'm going to have to edit this and post it. I know I chose this, so I'm not complaining. But yeah, I have also like other things to do and um, I do have to go and take care of them. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know what... Uh, well, first, do you have kids? Do you have them? Because I also know a trans woman who um, who had a child um, in her teens. So she is a parent. Um, and that's a completely different um, story as well. So do you have kids? Um, would you like to have kids? How do you feel about the topic? Do you want to make it happen? Do you perhaps want to push that out of your mind? And how do you, if that is something you want and you feel that is not, you know, possible, how do you deal with, um, with that? How do you hold that? How do you hold yourself and yeah, what, what what are your methods to cope? I would love to know. Um, if you wanna, you know, talk about it anonymously, message me, um, DM me. You don't have to post comments publicly. You can DM me, and um, let's have this conversation. Because again, no one should have to hold that alone. So we have come to the end of this fourth, fifth, fourth, I believe, episode of the Femme Trans Noir or FTN podcast. And uh, I'm really glad you are here. I really want to continue this conversation in my mailbox. Um, email me at contact at ftnpod.com or you can join me on Twitter. Instagram and TikTok now. Hey, at FTN Pod, the same everywhere. And join my Patreon where you can support me. Like, all donations are welcome. You can do one time donation by going to the website. That's FTNPod.com. And you have a donate button at the top. And you can either like subscribe on Patreon or um, make a one time donation. Everything is welcome. Everything is appreciated. Everything is respected. So yeah, get in touch with me and let's continue. I'll see you on the socials. I was going to say I'll see you in two weeks, but no, 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 no. I'll see you on the socials. I'm trying to be active there. See y'all soon. Bye-bye.